the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Hey, welcome to the Yes Pile, the show that helps you transform your professional persona to land you where else? In the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm a recovering corporate manager turned career coach. I've coached hundreds of professionals in my career and I've interviewed thousands more. And now I'm here to help you navigate this brave new world and to provide you with simple and actionable advice for success at any stage of your career. My goal, help you land your perfect job and then kick ass at it. So whether you're putting off drafting that resume, actively on the job hunt, navigating hurdles in your current role, or considering a complete career switch, I am here to share my best tips and tricks to position you for success. Today, we are digging into a subject I am super passionate about. Happiness. Yep, happiness. And I know what you're thinking, but wait, isn't this a career podcast? And yes, yes it is. But in order to be successful and happy at work, you also need to find a way to be happy in life. I firmly believe that. So today's show is a special one because we are going to talk about a tool for achieving happiness, one of the biggest ones out there, goal setting. Now, before you roll your eyes or tune out, hear me out. It is a proven fact that setting goals and working towards them makes people feel happier and less stressed, which we all need a little help with these days. Am I right? So let's be honest with ourselves. Happiness doesn't just happen. It takes work. Happiness is the product of thinking, planning, and pursuing things that are important to us. There is loads of scientific evidence out there that says setting and working towards goals helps us be happier human beings. It's a fact. And why is that? Well, because when we're looking forward, We're outlining and designing how we want our future to be. And we're feeling good about the future. And that makes us feel hopeful, optimistic, and focused in the present. So we all need goals of one kind or another to motivate us, to excite us, to give us direction, and also a sense of accomplishment. Now, if you're anything like me, Even just the idea of goal setting makes your skin crawl, okay? I know you're out there, and it's true. I was like that for years. To me, the idea of goal setting felt contrived. It felt complicated, and it kind of felt fake, like it just wasn't me. Until I realized that a lot of my day-to-day stress at work and at home was because I was just participating in life versus directing it. I was waking up and letting the day unfold around me instead of determining how the day should go and what I would accomplish within it. And the end result, I was burned out, big time. I felt like I was always behind, always not getting it done, always putting out fires. And I was always on the go, but yet never moving fast enough. 
And you guys, it was an absolute endless cycle of energy spent and nothing gained. And then something clicked for me. I started getting signs. The podcasts I listened to, the articles I read, news stories, personal friends, everything in the world was sharing with me that they were setting, reaching, and achieving goals. And the common thread across all of it, these people were happy, like really happy, obnoxiously happy. And these weren't just big, audacious goals. These were small, achievable, bite-sized, but really important goals that move them all forward. And so when I saw that and I heard it over and over again in my life, I stopped ignoring it finally and started listening. So today, I want to ask you to do the same. Let's talk about why setting goals can help you achieve greater happiness and success and, truthfully, help you manage and mitigate stress. My hope is by the end of this episode, you're going to embrace your inner goal getter and start making goals for yourself. So, first off, I understand that there may be a lot of reasons why setting goals is just not your jam. My guess is, if that sounds like you, that maybe you tried goal setting before and it just, you didn't hit your target. It felt like you failed. And who needs that feeling, right? Nobody. Or maybe you had a goal forced on you growing up or at work and you never felt a true connection to what that end result needed to be. So you worked on it for others and not for yourself, which probably didn't feel like much of a payoff in the end. Or maybe the only goal setting you've ever done is in that good old annual review time at work. And let's face it, that's a broken system. So whatever it is, I get it, I do, and I have been there. But I also know now that I have achieved more in my life working towards defined goals than I ever did when I didn't have any. And having goals has given me an understanding of purpose and focus I couldn't wrangle before because I was always so busy putting out fires. Creating goals for myself gave me a sense of control and purpose I desperately wanted and needed and allowed me to focus on what matters most and that, my friends, has given me permission and space to be a happier human being. So let's unpack exactly what I mean when I say the word goal, because I think for a lot of people, that word is just so loaded, right? It's tied to big, magical, seemingly unattainable moments like making X amount of dollars or losing X amount of weight or being promoted after X amount of years, right? The list goes on and on, these big, heavy things. But what we don't talk about ever is the why behind goals like that. What is it that we are thinking that goal will unlock once we hit it? Is it security? Is it praise and attention from others? Is it happiness we're after? I mean, when we dive deep into that why, I think we likely uncover a lot about what it is we really need. And it's likely not really about that promotion or that number on the scale. It's likely much more deep and much more meaningful than we're maybe willing to recognize. So for today, for the sake of focusing on increasing our happiness and decreasing our stress, I want us to think about goals not in those big, lofty, scary ambitions, 
but as specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound aspirations. I want to talk not only about the big picture goals, but the small and medium picture goals. These are the things you can do today to make tomorrow better. These are steps forward. These are focused decisions that will arm you with the confidence and clarity you need to move ahead. Today, tomorrow, and the next day. Until you set a whole new batch of goals that continue you forward on your journey. So when we talk about goals that will motivate you, inspire you, and keep you moving forward, these are not just those end game goals, guys. It's okay to have those big badass end game goals. It really is. Hell yeah, you should have some. But I highly encourage you to adopt goal setting as an intentional daily, weekly, and monthly practice to help you prioritize projects, action your ambitions, and move you forward to get towards those big end game goals of yours. I once read this line and I loved it. A great goal is just a dream with a deadline. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I loved it. I loved it because we can have these big, bold dreams, but we really need to focus on the things we can do today to help us get there. So setting small, real, focused goals will help you keep yourself focused when things around you get hectic. They will serve as your tool for prioritizing when all the things in life start to feel like too much, and they will keep you motivated and in motion two keys to success and happiness, motivated and in motion. So let's talk about how we do this. How do we all become better at goal setting? So some of you heard those qualifiers I went over earlier and went, aha, SMART goals. So if you're not familiar, SMART is just an acronym for a widely used format for goal setting that helps you design goals that matter and goals you can achieve. And then the SMART format also helps you map out a plan for getting after it. And there are many variations of what the letters in SMART stand for, but for today, we're gonna go with this. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So let's talk some more about this and why it's a really helpful tool for setting goals to help you better focus and work towards happiness and less stress, because that's our goal. So this first letter, S is a reminder to set specific goals. The first step in setting any kind of goal is to make it real, tangible, and specific. So just think of it this way. Any goal you set needs to be clear and well-defined. Goals that are too big and too broad aren't helpful because you aren't giving yourself a bullseye to focus your eye on. So instead of saying something like, I wanna start running, how about we say, I want to run a 3K in June. Setting a specific goal gives you the direction you need to map out the next steps. And that goes right to the second letter, which is M, setting measurable goals. So make sure that goal includes measurable goal posts along the way so you can track and celebrate your successes. And these are things when we talk about measurement, like dates and amounts, actual figures and moments you can track and check in on your progress. So instead of just setting a goal to say, save money, if you're gonna make it a SMART goal and we're working on measurement, you could redefine it to include, I'm gonna put 5% of each paycheck into my savings account. 
That's something specific and measurable to help you track that you were on your way. So the next letter in our acronym is A, and that stands for attainable. So setting attainable goals. And to me, this is one of the biggest elements of successful goal setting. Make sure that it's possible to achieve the goals you set. I know, I know. We all want big, glitzy, Oprah-level financial freedom and maybe a farm full of dogs. I get it. We all do. But Oprah may never have gotten there if she didn't set smaller, more attainable goals along the way. So if you set a goal that you have no hope in achieving, you're only going to let yourself down. And we all know that when we feel like we've failed, we lose all motivation and confidence to keep pushing. So what we want to do when we think about attainable is we want to find that middle ground, a goal that's not unattainable today, but it's a goal that we have to work for, right? It can't be too easy. That's boring. You could do more than that. So let's focus on realistic yet challenging goals, goals that ask us to level up, not try to fly to the moon. So going back to our first example, the runner, right? The runner didn't say, okay, I want to start running and I want to run a marathon next month. Okay, (laughs) that's a lot. They started out with something more realistic, something that will be a challenge, a 3K, but something that they can identify, work hard at, and do. They can do that. And something that will certainly inspire them to set another goal once they achieve it and then keep going. That's the part of attainable that's really important. Now onto the R in our SMART goals, relevant. Set relevant goals. And this just means don't be setting goals all over the board. You need your goals to be relevant to the direction you want in your life and in your career. Don't set random, meaningless goals just to pick something to focus your time on. I mean, that is honestly kind of like when people write the thing they've already done on their to-do list and then cross it off just to say they've crossed something off. That is cheating, friends. Stop it right now. We're not going to do that to our goals either. So think about it. You know who you are. You know what you really want from your life and your career. You know. So the reason we create goals is to help us achieve those ambitions, to create bite-sized steps forward on that journey towards our dreams. So as you're working on creating those steps forward, be thoughtful. Make sure your goals are relevant to your bigger picture. You're not becoming a runner just to run. You're becoming a runner because you want to be healthy to live a longer life for your kids. You're not saving more money just to be able to say you saved it. You want to buy a house one day or take that year off to travel the world that you always talk about. The best goals out there are the stepping stone kind. So embrace this idea and keep it all relevant. And last... But most important, T is for time-bound. I want you to always focus on setting time-bound goals. In order to keep that forward motion, your goals must have a timeline and a deadline. Now, we're not adding a deadline to add stress. It's to add motivation, to give yourself a realistic sense of responsibility. And the realistic piece is key, right? I want you to create a realistic and relevant timeline to complete your goal. Find that middle, not too easy, not too unattainable timeline, but pick a date, pick a time, pick a milestone moment and commit to it. 
I will get this done by X. Okay? Time bound. Now, if you've listened to all this and gone, okay, I'm tracking, I get it. But how do I even identify what my goals could be? Where do I start? Let's start with your dreams. And then let's think big picture, middle picture, and small picture. So what I want you to do is look at your calendar for this week and set a time. Set a time to sit down and brainstorm. Create a time block on your calendar. It doesn't have to be a lot. Give yourself 10 minutes, just 10, of quiet alone time. And in that time, I want you to write down anything you'd love to do, experience, create, achieve. Write it all down. There's no bad ideas, no judgment. You are the only one that's going to see this list. Now, when your 10 minutes is up, go back and read that list. But this time, put a timeline next to each of these goals. Is it a goal that would take five years to achieve? Five months? Maybe just five days? Whatever it is, put a realistic number next to it. How much time do I need to get this done? Okay, now... I want you to look at this list a third time. I want you to go back and look at all the things you noted that you could achieve in one year or less. And right now, pick three of them. That's right, pick three. Three that really excite you, like actually excite you. Three that actually honor your bigger ambitions, that help you get to the long-term goals. Commit to just three and start there. Once you've got them, rewrite them as SMART goals. And remember, SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant to our bigger ambitions, and time-bound. So rewrite those three ideas as SMART goals and then start working. And once you do that, share your goals with a friend. Share it with a colleague or a family member, whoever you trust to cheer you on and hold you accountable, share it with them. Once you put it out into the world that you're working on this, you now are beholden to it. You are going to stick with it. And ask your person that you tell your goals to, to check in with you on it. Say, hey, I wanna let you know I'm working on this. It's not gonna be easy, but I'm doing it on top of everything else because I wanna move forward. And do me a favor. In a couple weeks, ask me how I'm doing. Check in, push me to keep going because I need you. That's why we have community, right? Ask people to help you stay accountable. And then to help yourself stay accountable, make your goals visible. I personally love to hang post-it notes at my desk area to remind me all day, every day, especially in those tough moments or those stressful moments. I put my goals on post-its literally around my workspace to remind me what I am working for and towards. It's super grounding for me. For other people, they write it on the inside of a notebook and every day they open it up, they look at it and that's just kind of their lens that they view their day from. Whatever works for you, make your goals visible to your eyes daily. And on the note with daily, action those goals daily. Don't just look at them, think about them. Work towards them. Prioritize your to-do list 
every day to better serve your goals. And with that, give yourself some grace, right? If you're actively working on your goals and tracking your measurable milestones and just living in it, but something is still holding you back or something is hindering your progress, it is absolutely okay to flex the plan. Absolutely. Don't stop, just rest. Or I guess a better analogy would be when you see a roadblock, don't stop driving, just take a detour. All that matters is that you are just continually moving ahead. Setting goals lets us create the future we desire. That's pretty powerful, right? It starts with big, bold ambitions. And goals help us do all the work, step by step, to get to those ambitions. And choosing ambitious but realistic goals gives our life's direction and focus and helps bring a sense of accomplishment and happiness when we achieve them. And that, my friends, is all I really want for you to be happy. Okay, something I do every episode is take a real life question from you and answer it. This week's question is, how do I let my boss know I'm unhappy at work? I thought this was such a great question and I actually had a full work session with a client on this last week. And what I'm gonna share with you today, I shared with them. And this is a tough one, Um, I get it. I think we've all felt unhappy at work, right? And obviously you know I'm gonna tell you set some goals to help you feel like you can take control and move forward in that job see if we can up the happiness factor. But one of the things I want to say to people that are out there and feel like, oh, I got to let my supervisor or my boss know I'm just really unhappy, is that while you are feeling unhappy, which is an emotion and a valid emotion, so I hear you and I see you in that, advice you're not going to want to hear is, it is not your boss's job to help you navigate your emotions right? That doesn't feel good to hear, but it's true. It's not their job to help you navigate your emotions, but it is their job to help support you, to make sure you have what you need to get your job done, to make sure you're successful, that your team, department, and company are getting what they need to get to get the job done. That's their job. So if you're like this person feeling stuck and unhappy at work, you approach your boss on this, what I want you to do is focus on specific, tangible things that you either want to draw attention to and ask for change on or things you need support with. So we're not talking about emotions. We're talking about things that need attention. So a boss won't be able to help you feel differently, right? But it's really important that you take that emotion out of the situation and instead approach it from a problem solution perspective. Because a boss, while they can't help you feel differently, they can help you work differently. So we wanna get this conversation into a place of, I have a problem and let's find some solutions together. So I say to you, take the time to identify what it is that makes you feel unhappy specifically. What is it? Is it the workload? Is it lack of company morale? Is it some of the daily tasks that keep landing on your plate? Whatever it is, write these things down and identify how they're making you feel. 
and why they're making you feel down about work and determine what it is you really want your boss to help you solve. Ask yourself, is this specific? And is there a potential solution that I can think of that's realistic? If you approach your boss to ask for help on a specific problem that needs their attention, their support, and you come prepared with ideas around solutions and say, hey, I have an idea for making this better. What do you think? That is going to be a conversation that drives action, which is what you want at the end of the day. Action that improves your work, action that improves your environment, action that hopefully improves your perspective and your happiness, right? So if you're feeling unhappy at work, take a thousand steps back, take the emotion out, identify what are the culprits making me feel this way? What are the things I can change or my boss can change? And then set up that meeting, come prepared with specific issues and ideas for solutions. All right, if you guys have any work question, anything at all, or career question, or if you have an idea for a future podcast, something you'd love to hear me tackle, hit me up. This show is made for you and I wanted to serve you as best it can. So you can email me at connect at tessawolf.com or message me on Instagram, which a lot of you are doing and I love it at the Yes Pile podcast. So next week we are taking a break for the long holiday weekend and I hope you are too. I hope you can all unplug and unwind and enjoy some time with your friends and family. We all need that. And I'm excited to tell you we will be back on Monday, June 7th with a brand new episode that is all about getting your LinkedIn profile perfected. You think resumes are important? Oh boy. Let's get your LinkedIn looking better than ever. And I have a handful of ways that we are going to work through that together. And also tune in because on the 7th, I have a very special announcement that we're going to be sharing. I cannot wait to let you guys know what is coming up this summer. Before we go, if today was at all helpful for you and you learned something from the work we did together, please do me a favor and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling extra inspired and generous, please give us a rating and review. For more career advice, inspiration, and fun, follow us on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast. Until next time, cheers, everyone.